This episode of the Paddle Up podcast is dedicated to our daughter, Allie. She has been waiting so long for this particular episode. Here it is for you, honey. You're listening to Paddle Up, Little Adventures with Lisa and Craig. We're a married couple that believe in the power of experiences, because experiences are what lead to an impactful life. Now, let's Let's brace brace for for impact. impact. Welcome back to the Paddle Up Podcast, Episode 3, It's All About Intention. I'm Lisa. And I'm Craig. So, the first thing that we'd like to talk about today is how intentional we are about our vacationing. 2023 has got us a little bit more working on our vacations and vacationing a little bit more than we've ever done before. Right, Craig? Yeah, that's true, hon. But um, in terms of intention, it's, it means more than that, I think. And that's the thing I want to get to a little bit more later in this podcast as well is the so we have intention that we've been succeeding at, right, historically in terms of vacations. But there's also intention we could always we could not we could always we should get better at. We want to get better at, correct? Yes, our life is a work in progress. But I said 2023 vacations. We're going to back up a little bit and talk about December of 2022 when we got invited to take a long getaway weekend to Florida. Yeah, we want to recap um, just for ourselves, but for anybody listening too, just kind of what we've been up to here. So yeah, going back to um, the holidays, right before the holidays was a week before Christmas or weekend before Christmas. I think it was around mid-December was, because we each caught COVID right before we went. Oh, that's right. There was the COVID thing. I That was my second tour of duty than that. And that was your first, right? Yeah. And it knocked me out. And for oh. those of you that are listening, it doesn't really matter if, you know, who you are and, um, well, I guess it does based upon if you exercise and if you're fit, but... I'm very fit, and I had both vaccinations and even the booster, and it it laid me out for three days. Yeah, no, same here. And it was my second time around on it. I had it what a couple of years ago, two three years ago, right after it came around. I had gotten it, and now yeah, I got it. I was okay while you were sick, but then about the time you got better, I got put on my back for about three days. As I well. gave you a gift, honey. Yeah, yeah, really long <laughs> mini <Sorry>. vacation. <laughs> I don't remember at all because I was sleeping the whole time. Anyways, um, yeah, the weekend before we. The weekend before Christmas, we took a weekend with our a couple friends who are a couple. I'm not gonna say that right. A couple who are friends of ours who um, also play pickleball. Yep, uh, we went down to uh, Florida, the Orlando area, for just a long weekend. Just kind of a what the heck. It was our first trip we've really taken with other people. All of our vacations have been really you and I, and so this is our first one with with other humans. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was kind of like a test drive yeah. um for us personally. I mean, we really really enjoy their friendship, but like you said, Craig, we really don't go on vacations with other couples. It's us- usually just you and I get in the car, get in the airplane, and we go and we make a yeah. go of it. Yeah. So, um but we thought this was be good because it was just a long weekend. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, went to Orlando, went to Epcot. Um Went on one of those airboat rides. Airboat rides. I was going. I can't quite think of the yep. word. It was the airboat ride. That was really cool. Um, it was speaking of cool. It was cool down there for Florida. So we left here, and it was all but ten degrees warmer down in Florida. I think it was in the fifties or sixties. So it wasn't quite the Florida weather we were hoping for. But but we did get lucky because even though it was cooler, it was a week before Christmas. And for those who were traveling at all around the Christmas time, you remember the we had flown Southwest, and so we had beat. If you guys remember the whole Southwest. Debacle. debacle. Yeah, over Christmas time when their technology failed and there were thousands and thousands and thousands of flights that were delayed or canceled. We had beat that by less than a week. 
So all in all, no, we got lucky. Com- no complaints there. But it was a really good time. We actually brought our paddles down. We played some pickleball in one of the local popular courts. Winter Gardens. Winter Garden. That was kind of cool. Yep. We got to experience what it was like to actually play pickleball in Florida during our Wisconsin winter. So felt, that was really cool. We felt very exotic there, didn't we, for a good full two hours? <laughs> well, I like the fact that we got a little of attention because everybody on the court, you know, they play all the time down there in Florida because of the weather. Mm-hmm. So who are these Wisconsin people? We had some looks. We were kind of a novelty act. Yeah, they kind of really want to kind of play us or watch us to see how that worked. From that people one from guy Northwoods. wanted to play with me so bad. Yeah. Like, let me. I like how I like how you talk. I'm yeah. like, I don't talk any certain way. Yes, you you talk Midwestern. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of their pets down there while we were playing. It felt like it was yeah. fun. Everybody was really nice. We made a good time. It was a good weekend. Yeah, and then flew home right yeah. before the Southwest. Yep. Like you said, debacle experience. Well. So we timed that very well. So the holidays came and went, and then um, just this past February, we had booked and went on a Caribbean cruise out of Miami. And we didn't really have it in our 2023 vacation plans, but- No, not originally. But some wonderful cardboard came in our mail and gave us a great deal um, where it was buy one, get one, half Very off. Very pretty and- um, Adult beverages were con- included. flyer, yeah. And the Aerofair was included, so- Craig couldn't believe that I was sitting down on a Saturday and doing some homework on my Chromebook. And sure enough, the little chat pop box popped up and said, are you ready to book? And I looked at him and said, are you ready? And Craig said, what? <laughs> I said, I think we're doing this. And it was just a great way to get away in Wisconsin. You know, it's the dead of winter. We've gone through two or three months of winter And we really just wanted to get away because we have known over the past 10 years, by the time February rolls around, we're maybe kind of a little ornery with the weather, with each other. So we thought this was a perfect time to get away. It was a Caribbean cruise. It was a it was really an impulse slash what the hell (laughs) vacation, right? Well, you only live once, right? But it kind of folded into our intentionality um 2023 new year's resolutions yeah i'd say so yeah so what was your highlight of that caribbean cruise um yeah highlights and then you're gonna ask me for the low light that i'm guessing too right yeah because you're um, gonna ask me the same thing in return you bet you're you know what i'm going to um i'll start with the low light so it was a seven-day cruise i was out of miami we island hopped several of the u.s and virgin um sorry u.s and british virgin islands and then um the private Island that Norwegian Cruise Lines owns. That's the the cruise line we used. Great Stirrup K, I think that was called. Yeah, uh, low light somewhere in between there. We had a, had a day of sailing, and we hit some pretty rough water. So we spent our day and a half um, in a pretty bumpy ride. And the the bumpy ride was one thing. It was kind of hard to sleep. You're getting kind of tossed around a little bit and what have you. I don't know, just it was raining. Just wasn't much to do. So it was just kind of a I don't know, kind of a uh, just a bummer. So it was a hard, it was a long day and a half for me. I, I'm Mister Ants in the Pants. I want to be doing something. I want to think about what, you know what the next thing is. And there wasn't a lot of that there. I did. I and we did try to really just focus on enjoying the time together. We we sat in one of the observation decks and just played cards and did some day drinking and just talked a lot and had a, had a good day overall. But that was kind of a low light. Um, the highlight, I think, it was actually the next day. We went ended up going to the Great Stirrup K, which was Norwegian um, Cruise Lines private island we went there it was fine but it was it was i don't know it felt tourist trappy to me 
So we, I think you too. So yeah, after I would a short, agree with that. After a short time, we decided to take the ferry boat back to the big boat. And we thought, okay, maybe if everybody's here on the island, maybe the the pool deck is pretty quiet. We can go up there. And, and sure enough, we got up there and there were uh, chairs right at the pool at the pool side that were open. We we grabbed a couple of those and got a couple of beverages and just sat and just talked. We met a really some really nice people there um, from different parts of the country. We had some good insight on vacationing and pickleball and other things. And we just had a really good afternoon, I thought, just... Just having and, some time together. And for you to say that that was a highlight, yeah. I am very surprised because for those of you that don't know who are listening, Craig does not like the sun. So it was pretty beautiful. Don't make it sound like I'm a vampire. It's not You're quite not that extreme. You're not a vampire. <laughs> you just don't like to sit out and enjoy the warm rays like I do. I'm 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 white. I'm very white. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I don't mind being out in the sun. I love the heat. But out in the sun after an hour or two, I'm usually done. But and you were there along the adult pool more hours. than two hours. Yeah. So I was quite impressed that that was your highlight, but that you also enjoyed that with me. I because was on a heavy-duty sunblock patrol, but yeah, other than that, I was Yeah, you time. came away with not an no. ounce of- um, Small miracles. No, I know. You just kept sunburn. slathering it on and you were fine. Yeah. So I was proud of you, honey. I really, I really enjoyed that time too. Um, All right. So as prophesized, what was your low light and highlight? Well, my low light, um, as you'll get to know me a little bit better on this podcast, I am a planner at heart. So when we booked this and it included the airfare, I thought, oh, what a great deal. (laughs) I know this is going. Yeah, not so much because we had taken a cruise back in 2015 and we were smart enough then to go a day before the cruise actually left the port. Mm -hmm. And we did not have that opportunity because the cruise line booked our airfare. So, we were at their mercy a little bit. Yeah. And so, we left literally early that morning, a Sunday morning out of Milwaukee. Well, because we bought it as a package deal, they were going to decide what our airfare was, which meant, which we would have thought through this. If we would have thought through this, we should have known that this meant that they were going to take the cheapest possible option, of course, because it saves them money or makes And I money. like nonstop and that's not always the cheapest thing. So, no. of course, we had one stop yeah. and to make a long story short, there was thunderstorms in the Miami airport mm. yeah. that closed the airport for a little bit. Most of the morning. And Craig did not tell me this until we got on the flight that flew into Miami that they had been closed because he knew that would have caused a little bit more stress <laughs> to me. But we we did make it on the Norwegian boat by like a uh, 45 minutes, I'd say. So that was yeah. my low light. It just created a little bit more stress. And again, it was more my fault because I, I know better from past experience. I know. And for those of you that are out there, whenever you do go cruising, I would strongly suggest that you go and book your flights, and you get into the port a day before the boat leaves. It, it's tempting to take the same, do the same day thing because it saves you a day of PTO on each side, and it sounds really efficient. But there, you're you're incurring some risk by doing that because if if the uh, embarkation and 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 time to to break the dock, break dock is you know there. It's five p.m. and the boat's ready to go. If you're not there. The they, boat's leaving. They don't care. I mean, even if this airfare was organized, was bought through and paid for by the cruise line. So, you would think by taking that option, they'd, they'd watch out for you a little bit more, but that is not the case. There are There's a lot of small print and waivers that you ultimately sign by going through that whole process that basically state that if you can't get to the boat on time, it's really, it's it's the, what do they call it, force majeure. It's, it's the hand of God 
um, clauses that you see in every contract that says, you know, if it's weather dependent or weather, excuse me, weather, weather related, too bad, so sad. Yeah, we literally were in line for the check-in at the Norwegian Cruise Line once we got to the port and had about 45 minutes to get on the ship. So we cut it a little too close for comfort. And it was only because when we had that stop in Atlanta to Miami, our final destination where the port was, it our flight was delayed in Atlanta. They didn't say it was delayed. We just didn't board until an hour after the boarding time had been established. Yeah. And then again, when I got on the flight, Craig looks at me and says, well, the reason we're not on this flight earlier is because they had closed the Miami airport. I thought you couldn't tell me that you're, earlier. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so that was that. I guess that in a long, long spiel, that was my low light. Yeah. So um, note to self and note to anybody listening: just there's usually money to be saved by doing that option, but there's also risk you gain by taking that option. So just for what it's worth. I guess my highlight was that we had an opportunity to snorkel, and also it was probably a low light because I learned something about myself. Uh, we had the opportunity to snorkel, but in this opportunity, we had a catamaran and it took us out into the open ocean, a little bit more open than what I'm used to. And I had to jump off the boat into an area where I knew there were sharks. It was a good 40 foot, 40, 50 foot deep spot we were in. Yeah. And I um, panicked a little bit once my body hit the ocean and I came back up and I learned that that's not how I like to snorkel. So if I- You learned the hard way. <laughs> I learned the hard way that I needed to get back up into the boat. But if you look back on our Hawaii trip of 2022, I learned that the way I like to snorkel and enjoy it is when I have an opportunity from the shore and to walk into the sea or ocean where there's a, it's a bay. So- I know from now on that's how I like to snorkel and that's how I feel most comfortable. Not to say that a bay doesn't have sharks, but to jump into an ocean off of a catamaran into 40-foot deep waters. Versus solid earth under you as you slowly walk out. Yeah. That, a bit more I, I learned a little bit about myself. So yeah. again, to, you, to, the, to those out there listening, you know, you might be 40-some years old and you're still learning about yourself. But even though... It was something that I panicked on this Florida, not this Florida trip, excuse me, the Caribbean cruise. Mm. Um, it was a highlight for me because I learned how I like to snorkel. Yeah. So something positive came out of it. Yeah. Overall, good time. Um, didn't get too fat. Didn't get too sunburned. So win-win. <laughs> it was a, Yeah, it was we a came week. back a little bit happier to Wisconsin after being in 80 yeah. degree weather for yeah. a week. It was great. Um, so then, so February you know, overall was actually a bit of a travel month. So we had the Caribbean cruise, which is eight up by eight, nine days of our time there. And then, uh, which is, the other thing we did was, an, which is an annual tradition for us is went down to Chicago Theater Week, which runs yeah, second half of February in general. Um, it's similar to Restaurant Week, if you're familiar with that, in different towns where, they, where different restaurants run specials on their cuisine, you know, it's like 20 or 25 bucks and you can get a three or four course meal that would normally cost you two or three times that. Well, Chicago does theater week, which is very similar where they have a, gosh, a slew of shows. I bet plays, there's over a hundred shows. Musicals. Yeah. You name it. Um, all live performances, but they're all either $15 or $30 a ticket, which 
if you've ever been to Chicago, uh, Broadway, uh, Broadway That's a good area, deal. Yeah, it's a big difference. The theater district. I was trying to say Broadway. The theater district down there, that's that's a heck of a deal. So we've been doing this, gosh, I think almost our whole relationship going on 10 years now. We you found this. it. You stumbled across yeah, yeah. it because you know how much I love plays and musicals. I think our first one that we actually saw was Legally Blonde. Yeah, and it was like a college theater, which we walked in thinking that much of it. We came out just blown away. It was just phenomenal. So anyway, um, we went and saw, was it Pride and Prejudice? We saw Pride and Prejudice on Loyola University's campus yeah, Loyola, down in Chicago. Chicago. Yep. No, it, was, it was pretty good. I'd yeah, never seen great. that, so it was good. Um, Got a uh, hotel room, stayed yeah. overnight. We kind of made a, a long weekend of it again. Which is our normal for Little that. Little adventures. Yeah, for that for that trip, it's our normal. Um, normally, we go ice skating. We did take our ice skates down, did not get ice skating. We just got... We had spent the whole day. Oh, so yeah. Sorry, I kind of I kind of buried the lead there. I apologize. That's okay. Um, I was waiting. <laughs> so what we usually do is go down and do the theater week, and we try to do other stuff, ice skating included. But we had gone down last year, and we realized that the um, Garfield Park Conservatory has an annual spring flower show. So last year we had gone straight to the conservatory, thinking we could just go walk in and go check out the flower show. And found out the hard way that you have to have a reservation. Maybe now, do a little bit of research before you yeah, go down. We normally do that. I just we didn't think of it. We just figured you could walk in and got turned away. Literally never did go last year. So this year we didn't get a reservation. Chicago Park District does not charge for these reservations, just so you know. And this and this show runs from mid-February all the way through mid-May. It's going on right now for those listening. If you want to go down there again into mid-May, um, it's on the west side of Chicago. You can get there um, via the transit system, which we'll talk about here in a moment. But um, for for the for the low low cost of zero dollars, you know, just a couple of clicks on the internet to get your reservation. It's a really cool conservatory. There is they had uh, gosh like six or seven what they called rooms in that they conservatory. They had like a desert room, the palm room, the fern room. The um, what's that one? The flower room that had so many like the tulips and the, that was the one that had the spring flowers like their ex- exhibition hall their, kind of thing. It was just amazing. You could we literally spent yeah. like an hour no, there just almost almost three I think or two. Two over two, and, and for those of you that kind of notice that I like the sun, my favorite room was the desert room. Yeah. I it was just humid, but it had cacti and just mm-hmm. a plethora of things. Yeah, exa- again for for really no no money, you can go down there and have a heck of a morning down there. Just just especially in February <laughs> in oh, yeah, Chicago great, or Wisconsin, great to get thing in to there do, and, and it's and just beautiful. They take donations and water and turtles and goldfish, and it was just just awesome. Yeah, so if you haven't had an opportunity to check that out. We would highly recommend you do that. Yeah. Just don't learn from our lessons and go online and just reserve your time. Again, it's free. You just have to reserve your time. They kind of want to make sure that there's not too many people in there at one time. I'm sure that had to do yeah, something with social distancing COVID. and COVID. Yeah. But um, just, they do take donations at the door, yeah. and that was kind of cool. But um, beautiful, beautiful place and experience. So as I was saying, you know, you can always choose to drive down there, which we do sometimes, but a lot of times we like to do is the transit system. And so I've, we've, we've talked about this personally or verbally with several people around where we live and people seem to be surprised or just un, uh, just don't know about it down there. So Chicago's got a very vibrant transit system. And yes. I think the, the reason why people around our town or our area are very surprised about it, for those people that are listening, I don't know if there's anybody listening in New York or bigger metropolitan areas, you're probably laughing at us right now, but yeah. we live in a town of 60,000 people. In Wisconsin. So they aren't familiar with larger cities that have a subway, a more- Bus system. A more nope. complicated bus system. Yep. So when we try to explain to our 
coworkers or friends, how we go about getting to Chicago and going all over the place that they see on our social media, they're taken aback like, you use the transit? Yes, it's not that hard. No, it's not. So when you're in Chicago, every town has the same, a similar deal, but when in Chicago, they use what's called the Ventra card. Or actually nowadays, if you have an Android phone or iPhone, you can actually use your on-phone app to pay for your fares. But that said, if you get, when you get down there, they have Ventra, um, effectively vending machines where you buy a card. It's like a debit card and you preload it with so much money. And with that card and, uh, and Google Maps, we use Google Maps all the time. All the time. Google Maps is your friend down there. So when you, if you have a pl- place you want to go check out, you simply go to Google Maps like you waited for driving there, put the place in and you hit get directions. And then across the top, you know, it defaults to the car version if you're driving yourself. But then if you look across, there's there's bike and there's walking. There's also a little Looks train like a bus. bus icon. If you click on that, it gives you all the public transportation options from where you're standing to get to that place. And so if you're in Chicago, for example, it'll show you the different bus routes. There was a 54 bus or 147 bus. Or it'll show you the different train options. Take the red, take the red L. The Chicago's got the L. It's the elevated train that also runs underground. But it's we won't get to that. Separate topic. We'll, we won't um, complicate the issue. Yeah, but you really pick your pick your one you want, and when you click on it, it just shows you in a visual format on a map format, you know how far you got to walk to the bus station, and then how many stops you go on that bus, and if you got to transition to a train, it shows you how to walk over to the train station when you get off the bus, which is usually right there, and then how many stops in the train, blah blah blah, and you get to the spot. You get to your stop, final stop, and it'll show you how to walk. Sorry, how to walk, where to walk to your final destination. And when you hit start, like literally, it, it works just like Google Maps does when you're driving. As you're walking, it's telling you, "Hey, take a left here." You're just going two miles an hour instead of you know 25 or 50. Um, and then when, once you get to the station, you if you're at a train, you put you flash your card at the entrance, and then you get on the train and go as far as you want. Same on a bus. You get on the bus. There's a little. Um, point of sale thing. You just set your card on top like a uh, chip reader would uh, uh, tap. tap to pay. You tap your or again, if you have your, card. But if you have your phone, if you use Google Pay or, or Apple Pay, you can just actually hold your phone over and using NFC, it just does the same thing. It grabs your fare and it's like, a, I think it's like $2 on average per per ride. And when I say per ride, it's how many stops. If you're riding two stops or 12 stops, it's the same amount of money. Just but every it's time a you get much on a easier and more cost-effective way to get oh, around Chicago Between, than using Uber or Lyft well, or even the taxi system. And less stressful and trying to drive around the loop in a car versus just taking the transit line and somebody else deal with it. But I'll, I'll go Plus, back. So as you parking. Can, as you can tell from Craig's very um, um. explanation there, it was very detailed. That's the word I was looking for. It's a very detailed explanation. He was a pro at this from the very get-go. He's very technologically oriented. But I wasn't so much. So a little piece of advice is when your husband hands you the phone and says, here, get around and and figure it out. I was panicking a little bit, but Craig always wanted me to be able to be uh, independent and be able to do this on my own. So I think it was the first, maybe not the first time we were down in Chicago, but by the third or fourth time, he was trying to teach me how this system works, which was a little intimidating. Um, I might have um, given him the phone back once or twice, but he was adamant that, nope, you figure out how to get us from point A to point B. And boy, even though I might have, um, I don't want to say kicked and screamed along the way as you were teaching me, I very much appreciate that, honey, because now um, in years past, I've been able to take uh, my daughter down there Mm -hmm. to Chicago on my own um, when she was 17, 18 and get around um, all by myself. And I think she looked at me like, 
how do you know how to get around a big city? Um, and it's because of you. So thank you, honey, for teaching me how to use that technology. Um, and it's not that hard. No, it's actually um, once very you learn, simple. It's very yep. simple. So just try it. Um, for those of you that live in small towns and don't think you can conquer it, we've We've done it in Chicago. They have the very similar system in Washington, D.C. Hmm. Um, we got the card in Washington, D.C. and figured it out how to get around. Most big cities have it. Yeah, but most people just – I think most people who don't live there or are visitors don't take advantage because it just seems um, scary or big. Yeah, and when things are scary and big in life, people tend to veer away from that. Well, it's fear of the unknown. So, once yeah. you just dive in and do it, yeah. I mean, again, for – for twenty bucks, you can you can go all over Chicago all day long, it, it and not you, use all the twenty dollars either. It's twenty dollars an hour for parking down there, so yeah. So how about we get back to pickleball, sweetie? <laughs> One of my favorite topics, honey. Yeah. So um, we've been actually fairly quiet pickleball wise uh, in uh, in uh, I guess relatively speaking here this winter. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but just looking ahead, just want to give a. Heads up on what's going on with us coming up in terms of pickleball. So we have just a few tournaments playing here in the next month, month and a half. Just a few. But if you go back um, probably in February, we did have one pickleball tournament that we played in up at uh, Pickleball Pro Courts in Madison. Um, And we played in the advanced section and came away with a very hard-fought Bronze, and I was very proud of that because. Oh yeah, jeez, that it was, was a, a late afternoon round. A, we played from like five to eight, and by the the last the bronze medal match, I'll be honest with you, I was just tuckered out. I was tired. We had given it our all to get to that match. Yeah, and the bronze medal, the bronze medal match was best of three games, play to eleven, best of three, and not again, just like a game of fifteen to award the bronze medal. So, and this is after all the round robin and the first in the early brackets. Here we get to the bronze medal. Now it's best of three, which we saw coming. But when yeah. you're in the moment, you're like, oh man. <laughs> and the team that we played against for that bronze medal, we had beat in the round robin, but it went fifteen thirteen. Fifteen thirteen. It was back and forth, nip and t- that it, one one game. I think lasted almost an hour. Yeah, every we delayed the rest of the tournament because we really screwed up things by that one game because because it just took, took so, so long. long. So of course we're like, yay, we get to play them again. Yeah. Oh joy! <laughs> and it's two out of three. Yeah. So we we took the first game eleven nine. It was close. Uh, we lost the second game eleven two. No. Uh, was it two? I think we got two points. One eleven or one or two eleven. It was not pretty either way. We got our butt kicked. And then we were down in the third game. Five eight. Five eight. Yep. And we got the serve back. And and you went nuts. For some reason, you played. You played amazing. You and just, I don't know where that came from because I was so tired. Yeah, you were struggling up to that point. It was like eight thirty at night. Uh, it was a Sunday night. And we had just gone for like the last three hours, but something inside me went, we're going to, we're going to take him down. And I started hitting my shots. And again, I don't know where it came from, but when we got that winning point. We won 11-9 in the end, but we went from down 5-8 to winning 11-9. And all I can remember that I would like to maybe say right here, so I never forget about it. So this is very selfish of me. As I turned, here. I turned to Craig and he literally dropped to his knees, and I thought something was wrong. And it was actually he was so joyful and so happy that we came away with that win because it was so hard fought. And not happy just for the win, just just for that that mountain we had to climb. We put ourselves in a bit of a hole, and we we had to stare at it and fight our way through it. 
and you we, particularly. We fought our way through it because I had made some no, we, consistent mistakes in the beginning. No, we both did. And I was very happy that I could adjust and make up for it in the end and, and come away with it because they were targeting me. For those of you that are in pickleball, um, Craig is a little bit better than I am. So oh, they usually will come towards the woman in general. Mm-hmm. And they were winning for the majority of that second game. Mm-hmm due to the score, and they were continuing that pattern because it was successful for them in the second game, and it was winning up until that point. So I just will always remember that you were so happy. No, it was great. So, yes, it was a very, when I say hard-fought bronze, um, even though we have won gold medals, that is probably my proudest medal coming home because of what had to transpire in order for for us to bring home that medal. But it wasn't about even the medal, just that – or the – you know, the hardware, so to speak, people talk getting the hardware. It was just the fact that we had that, we were putting that, we put ourselves in that corner, we were put in that corner and we had to fight our way out of it. And by God, we did. And we were mentally strong because yep. I think that has a lot to do with it when we you're st- playing in tournaments, you had to be con- mentally strong. And we stayed connected throughout it. And we really did. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, so looking forward here. So aside from that tournament, it's been a little quiet. Um, but now coming up here, we were going to be pretty busy. We have, I think it's like four or five tournaments in the next six weeks. Yeah, next weekend we have a tournament, you and I, both on Saturday in one location and another we're, one on Sunday in another location. When, so we'll when, be busy. When you say, when Lisa says another location, we're driving two, two and a half hours north on Saturday to play in a tournament. Then we come home probably way late that night. And then we go drive two and a half hours or two hours south of us to play another tournament on Sunday. So it's going to be a long, I don't know, 500 mile weekend in terms and, and usually tournaments are stressful. You get done with one tournament, you just, you're kind of shot because it just, it's a ringer. It puts you through the ringer emotionally, physically, mentally. And so now we're going to do it twice yeah, in two days. Why, so what the hell? Why not? We'll, we'll report back on that in episode four on how mentally strong and we could see, be back yeah, to back. We'll see how that goes. Um, so then after that, we actually have a mishmash of tournaments. Um, so my kiddos are getting into pickleball and they want to play. And so they've been wanting to play tournaments and they want to play one with me. So I'm, I'm trying to hit two or kill two birds with one stone here. So I'm playing in one tournament with my daughter while my son plays as a single. He's going to get matched up with somebody in a different division. Then two weeks later, I'm playing with my son and then my daughter is going to sign up as a single and get and get matched up with somebody else randomly. And then on that second one, which is first week of April, then the following Sunday, the next day, Lisa, you and I are playing. Um, in mixed doubles. In mixed yeah. doubles. And that is in preparation for our next vacation slash pickleball tournament journey the first week of April where we are going to go back to uh, the PPA tournament that's in St. George, Utah. Uh, This year, it's sponsored by Selkirk. So, it's Selkirk Red Rock Open. Mm -hmm. And we came in fourth place last year. So In 3-5. In 3-5. So, this year, we're leveling up to 4-0 in mixed doubles and hopefully we'll bring home some hardware there. And the the pre-tournaments we're playing here leading up to that are are a combination of 4-0 and 4.5 tournaments. We're really trying to sharpen that sword to level up here as best we can. Um, And being more intentional. And we'll talk about that a little bit more about how we might be playing less in pickleball this year in practicing, but it's because we want more competitive games. So we'll talk about how we're being more intentional with pickleball. Well, or should I just lead right into that? You just segued into that. So yeah, well done. (laughs) Fire away. (laughs) Yay. So 2023 came around and we always talk. Craig and I about the end of 2022 New Year's resolutions and what we want to do. So for some reason, the word intentionality came to the forefront of our minds. And in regards to pickleball, we want to level up. We want to get to four, five, five, oh, play. 
And in order to do that, when you get to that point in pickleball, you have to sometimes remove yourself once or twice from recreational play and find more competitive games and people that will really test your skill and make you hone in and improve upon what you still need to improve upon, um, but really give you stronger games in order for you to get to that next level. Well, can I stop you there for a second? I th- I'm not saying you're wrong. You're right in that we want to get to better games and more competitive play, but I think it's it's two things. That's one of them. And they both are, they kind of feed off each other. It's a bit of a chicken or the egg. So yes, competitive play, but I think as you guys have probably heard in the first couple episodes, we're or at least I really enjoy pickleball, or I think we really get our most fulfillment or satisfaction from enjoy. it. Enjoy is from the tournaments, just because tournaments, even if they're you know, um, quote unquote silly little rec- or local recreation, not recreation, local tournaments, you know, not big ones. It's, tournaments are awesome because they, I don't know, the, the the pucker factor goes up a little bit. You're you're tense, you're nervous. Everybody's tr- you're going after hardware, and you know, sometimes it's just a silly little plastic. Um, metal or a t-shirt or some little trophy you know if you look at it most people don't play pickleball look at that and go they might laugh at it like you're fighting this hard and this much and you're sweating and you know draining yourself because of that and again that's just a symbol i think it's not the hardware itself i'm not we're not collectors no I, i think it symbolizes the perseverance the resilience how mentally strong you have to be in order to get that little silly little metal it's a crucible and i think you and i really come to enjoy as a team, because again, you've heard this before, it's very hard as a married couple or a couple, a romantic couple to be able to compete together because there's just other stuff that can get in the way so quickly and so easily. So for us to try to compartmentalize that and become, again, you're going to hear this word more than once today, but more intentional with how we approach it. I don't know. I, I, That's a challenge for us because in the past, it wasn't really easy when we first started off. We've gotten yeah. better at it. But Craig and I are the type of people that always want to improve and see how better quality of life we can get. And so through this journey of playing as a mixed doubles partner, but we're also married, <laughs> combined it with pickleball tournaments that cause all this stress. And, and relationship things that cause stress. It's just, it's like we want to be able to succeed at that. And so it's a work in progress. But again, all of that psychological, emotional, that all culminates when we bring home any type of hardware. It symbolizes the fact that we got through all that hard work and guess what? We succeeded and we're still standing and we're so proud of that. Not necessarily the metal. The metal is just the physical through thing. a representation, a reminder, a reminder a memento. Of, oh my gosh, there was so much that went into that. Because, mm-hmm. Craig, you're about ready to kill me in point number seven of game match number two. We, and look at we we got through that. We've done that. We looked at a just offhand to look at a medal or came across one and went, oh, remember that? You and and before we know it, there's 15 minutes have gone past. We're talking about the backstory of how we got to that to that medal, if you will, like what all happened, the ups and downs, highlights and lowlights. So again, our vacations, our little adventures, our pickleball tournaments, our little adventures. For those of you that are out there listening, it's all about what your little adventures are. These are just ours, but yours could be a myriad number of other Mm -hmm. things that we haven't even talked about. But hopefully through our conversations with you, you kind of can take what we're saying and translate that into whatever your little adventure is. Yeah. And you can take the word adventure and and apply that how you will too. I mean, you know, it sounds like a lot coming from us. It sounds a lot like it's always like fun and games or travel or whatever. 
But adventures is just, it can be the, again, the crucible that is a relationship too. I mean, this, when we talk about being more intentional, we're trying to apply that. And I think you'll agree with me too, Lisa. We're trying to apply that just just with us, period, as well, particularly just around the house with our day-to-day lives as yeah, well. Parenting right? a blended family. Oh, yeah. We've we've struggled so mightily. At, it, it, I shouldn't say so mightily, but there was one thing. Well, I re- would say mightily. I mean, we've been together now for 10 years and there have been some mighty moments. <laughs> we said we would be honest with our viewers. There were times where we were really struggling with parenting because I parent differently and you parent do. differently. Yeah. And I think that's because of who we are. I am a type A person, you are a type B person. So just innately through our personalities, we will parent differently. And that has caused conflict in our house. It has caused conflict in our marriage. But again, we've very been very intentional about doing a few certain strategies. Well, you see, we've been very intentional. I think we tried to be intentional, but I think we're really starting to get Better at it. Better or good at it finally now. Again, with 2023, it's not a resolution thing. We don't – we're not really big in the resolutions, so to speak, but it, it's always a good time to stop, reflect, and look forward. So, that, And that's what we're trying to do. So we And the more we talked – and you're looking at me like you agree, but the yeah. more we talked, we kind of realized that the whole pickleball thing and just our life parenting couple thing really starting to bounce off each other, starting to reflect – you're starting to see – one and the other and the other and the one as you look back and forth because it, it tends to um what's the word it tends to it tends to uh, jive amongst that stuff it's all it's a lot of the same variables and the same issues and questions that come up albeit in a different arena but they're still the same challenges that we need to get through and and by getting through it it's my god it's a lot of it's a ton of communication it's a lot of trust and a lot of grace some we tears. always we always talk <laughs> some laughs, laughs some, some laughs some, some tears. Laughs, some tears but you know I think what you said is so true and if people could wrap their arms around that idea in the fact that I think of like that shot that goes into the net in pickleball and you say to me that's in the budget so when we uh, make a mistake yeah. in another arena in parenting I have learned that you know, it's just, it's in the budget. But, but you know what's funny? You've never said that. Like, it, I, just I know, had it a, just, I just dawned had... on me when you said it's in another arena. Oh I'm like, I need to take that same philosophy and, and use it when we parent. And maybe you make a decision with one of your children that I don't necessarily agree with. I'm just like, well, that's just one for the bucket. Was, it's okay. Uh, that just it was like me. an epiphany you said when it, you just said and that. it was like the needle going across the vinyl record. I was like, like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you See, just said something. So we're there. learning as we podcast. Isn't that so For awesome? real, I had when you said that I'm like, wait, that that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Why have not why have we not said that before? Because I think that shows that through any athletic sport, you can take some of those same tenets and transfer them into your real life. And I think again, we're being more intentional about what we learn on the pickleball court and how we can bring that into our different parenting styles, how we deal with each other as husband and wife, and it just makes our life so much easier. But the whole thing of the budget—that's—I don't know. It's kind of—I don't say it's kind of genius, Lisa. Seriously, what you just said because we've talked about that almost ad nauseum in pickleball. There's a budget. You're going to make mistakes. Some, you know, you're, it's a partnership. So. One, one or both of you are going to make mistakes and just know that as long as you give yourself enough grace or acknowledge that you are going to make some mistakes, when those mistakes inevitably happen, it's not a it's not a shock. You know, a lot of people walk into a pickleball match, again, sticking to pickleball here, and 
for some reason they almost they have in their head they're going to make zero mistakes, which nobody does. Nobody <laughs> does. It. Not even the pros do that. Doing it. So we've been pretty good, I think, at giving ourselves, but again, a budget, quote unquote, a budget to say, okay, you're going to make, you're going to hit somebody in the net, you're going to miss your third shot drop so many times. It's okay as long as you get the other ones. But again, you just said that. I'm like, why don't we? Why, why we need to do that why more do in our parenting? Yeah. yeah, just in interpersonal. Just well, I think we're going here mistakes. now into the first week of March, mm-hmm. and if I look back into January and February, I think we've given each other grace when you've made a decision with your children, or I've made a decision with my children that yeah. we necessarily haven't agreed with, but we take a deep breath and know that the other is doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And really, does it make a difference in the end about how we are as husband and wife? Not so much. So we're we're trying to do that a little bit better, I think, in the last two months than we've ever done in the last 10 years. Well, and it's it looking a little different because like you're talking about relationships and parenting. What's a mistake? Well, how do you define a mistake? And that mistake- I guess be, it's just different perspectives it's on what how- I'm saying. It's, it's not, not like you a mistake. Did it wrong You're right. So I use the wrong word. Term. It's a different perspective on how I would have handled it versus what you have handled it. But I think it's because I've recognized more and more that you and I are different. And so how I would do something with my child is not necessarily how you would do it with yours. And mm-hmm. it took me almost 10 years to figure out that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, again, it's not going to change how I love you or yeah. how you love me. And that we, I've always used this saying that Craig and I are the pilots of the plane. If if Craig and I aren't flying the plane and, 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 and the kids are the passengers, yeah. and if we're fighting, the plane's going down yep. and everybody's going down with us. Yep. So we're, again, trying to be more intentional regarding keeping us at the forefront, knowing the fact that all of our kids in the end, Craig and I are great parents. We just diff- we just parent differently. Hmm. They'll all, all five of them will end up just fine. They'll be okay. They'll be just fine. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, to be honest, is there anything else from Pickleball we can carry over to our, like our parenting relationship? We'll can probably I, think about well, that and that'll be episode 106. I, <laughs> my, if my kid does something really stupid and gets in trouble, can I just say yours? <laughs> no, uh, maybe not. <laughs> no? I might have to rethink uh, that just a little bit. I just but again, we're trying there. to be honest here because nobody has a parenting manual. Nobody leaves a hospital with a newborn and says, Here's the book. Here's the book. <laughs> yeah. If you just read it back to back well, and do everything it says, you'll have a perfect child. Not, not just parenting, cup, uh, relationship, marriage. Yeah. You don't get a book there either. So we're just trying to tell you that you'll make mistakes. We've made mistakes. We've argued about our mistakes because we are a blended family. But at the end of the day- <laughs> a lot, yeah. I love this man sitting across from me and I love him so much that I'm willing to go through those waters with him and and finally, hopefully here in the next few years when all of our children are gone, find the the seas. Yeah. No. The same, calm seas, yeah. Same here, hon. Okay. I think that's enough for, for now. We've um, probably inundated our listeners yeah, going, right. oh my goodness, this is the longest podcast they've done so far. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that was a lot. So, no. Uh, Sorry. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, everybody. If you're still listening, appreciate your patience on that. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you.